Hello again, Modern Recordist. Here's another installment in our series of reruns we've been doing as we create some space for me to work on some other projects. For the last matter of weeks, we've been rerunning some of the most popular episodes of The Modern Recordist. We'll be dropping back in very soon with some all-new episodes, but in the meantime, take this moment to catch an episode you may have missed during uh, the first year of putting out new episodes of The Modern Recordist, or if you have happened to have already caught every single episode, which I'm very grateful to you for, uh, use this time to listen to one of your favorite episodes again and perhaps pick up an idea or two that didn't land the first time. Hey, I wanna make sure that you know how to get subscribed to The Modern Recordist if you're not already. First, go to my website at johnstinson.com. That's J-O-N-S-T-I-N-S-O-N.com. Remember, there's no H in John. And put your email address in the sign-up form that you will find right on the front page. I'll make sure that you never miss an episode. And as a bonus, I'll also periodically send you emails with tips and thoughts and guidance on recording, mixing, producing, songwriting, and maximizing your creative flow. All this at no cost to you. So head over to my website and get subscribed now. And then secondly, I want to also encourage you to additionally get subscribed via iTunes. The way to do that is to either fire up your podcasting app right on your phone or open up iTunes on your laptop or desktop, search for The Modern Recordist, and then click or tap that little subscribe button there. While on iTunes, make sure you take a quick second to leave a rating and review as well. Good and honest ratings and reviews let other people know the value you're getting out of listening to The Modern Recordist. It also helps us to know that you're getting something out of these episodes and whether or not we're producing meaningful content and bringing on guests that you're finding interesting and fun to listen to. And finally, if you are indeed getting something out of listening to this podcast, go ahead and share it with a friend or three. Simply drop a link in an email, a text message, or a social media post and let everyone you know how much you are getting out of listening to The Modern Recordist. All right, this installment of the podcast is a rerun of the first half of episode 47 with the guys from Soundstripe. On this episode, we spend a lot of time talking about uh, inspiration and creativity and how to develop the diligence and resilience to develop yourself as a creative professional. Uh, we discussed all these things in kind of a freeform way and ended up diving pretty deep into some pretty good lines of thought. The whole thing was was uh, was a great episode and it was fun um, with a lot of ideas kicked about. So to catch this episode uh, in full as it was originally posted, go to my website at johnstenson.com slash TMR047. All right, here is the rerun of the first half of episode 47 with the guys from Soundstripe. Killer. Right on. Thanks, yeah. guys. Thanks, yeah. guys, for being Thanks. here. Thanks. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Awesome. Um, yeah, so uh, I, I got... I got your last name right, didn't I? I felt like I, you did. I, I felt a little bit. I felt a little bit uh, self-conscious there. Yeah. Um, well, you know, I'm from Texas originally, and it's Terrell in Texas, and to all the Yankees, it's Terrell. Terrell. Okay. Yeah. I've literally <laughs> right asked him for five years. I've been asking if he has a preference. <laughs> I really don't, but nice. it is Terrell back home. So you cool. actually got it correct. Cool. <laughs> right on. 
Well, <laughs> I'm uh, I'm from the south. I'm a Nashville native, so I'm. Are I'm you from, really? Yeah, so I'm from the south. Uh, Rare breed. But everybody, they're like, well, you don't sound like you're from here, and I'm like, I I don't know, I I don't whatever. But it sounds pretty. Yeah. yeah, I would I would not guess. Yeah, so. Well, Killer, uh, thanks, guys, for, for, for dropping in today and for hanging on the show. It's going to be great. Um, yeah. yeah, you guys. Uh, uh, so, Stephen, we play. that was a song. That was something you composed yeah. for um, for the, the Soundstripe catalog. You wanna, why don't you talk about, since so we just heard that song, let's start the show off that way. If you want to okay. like, talk about uh, that for a minute. Yeah, I actually uh, I recorded that song, uh, surprisingly, in 2008. So cool. it wasn't originally That's for a soundtrack. Hot minute. That was a while ago, uh, and it just never got released. And I had now, whenever I I met the soundtrack team, I had you know a ton of just like stuff sitting in a back catalog that I didn't know what to do with because mm-hmm. you know it, it might not be something that I was going to release on my own or. Um, you know, I'm not necessarily going to pitch it to Katy Perry. So, right. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, I just uh, was able to kind of dig through some of those old things and kind of give them new life and remix them and um, add other elements and chop them up. And, and that was one of those things. And I always really loved that, uh, the energy of that, uh, that song is just very rock and roll and very uh, just punchy and everything. Right on. boxes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and so, yeah, it was really great to be able to have somewhere for this track to go, you know, yeah. have a purpose for it. Yeah. Ryan. Killer. Yeah. So, so you're one of the, 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 uh, composers that contributes to the Soundstripe catalog and yeah. then, uh, and then Micah and Travis, you guys are the, uh, you guys are the, the operation of Soundstripe. Yeah. Travis yeah. and I are the founders and we, you know, it's been what, three years or two, two years. I mean, the site's been up for a month and a half, but. Right. We, it's an idea we've been working on for about two years. Uh, we originally started as a production team uh, six years ago, and um, started. we started doing artist records. That graduated into film scores, and then we realized uh, we had a bunch of music going nowhere on our hard drive, and then we had a bunch of other friends' heart, you know, music... Yeah with you know on their hard drive yeah just going nowhere yeah you know like well i have 30 songs that are just sitting here so yeah pitches that didn't land for whatever jingle that came in yeah that, you know night it's nine at night and they needed it at 10 in the morning and right you're up all night wired hair and they're like competing with a thousand other composers yeah for the spot so we just choice. decided to do something about it yeah. and uh that that took two years to <laughs> figure out so so <laughs> you, two years so you guys um so you, so you guys were writing and composing and all that stuff, working with a bunch of people, and then uh, and and at that time it was uh, it was specifically at that time for like music or uh, for uh, uh, film and, and and licensing efforts and things like that. Right. Okay. Yeah, that's where we came. I mean, for us, we got into artist productions, but both Travis and I, like, not, neither one of us are real strong lyricists. Mm-hmm. And so we've always found ourselves really enjoying so the musical. Were side you of guys things. writing together at the time? Yeah. The so Travis okay. had a little bedroom studio, and I had a little bedroom studio. And one weekend they became one. Yeah. And it was cool. Beautiful. Like so many other people here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, That's how yeah. It happens. We just started working together, and we quickly transitioned out of the artist thing. Quite frankly, because objectively, from a business standpoint, 
the market of people that we knew was particularly the, the Christian music industry. Mm-hmm. And there's so many really, really talented Christian music producers mm-hmm. here in town already that have either been here 20 years or like kind of new and hot in the last five. And for us, it was like, man, we could do this rat race or we could figure out how to do something else. So mm-hmm. that's when we kind of launched into Jingle Land and doing some like independent films and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And then we ended up with all this excess, like Keach was talking about earlier. It's like pitches that you didn't make. And we're like, I wonder if we chuck these up on the internet, if somebody could find them useful, we can make a little bit of money. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of the origin of the idea. And when we kind of got going, we had a little side up. It was crap. It didn't do anything. It didn't, you know, it was awful. We're not tech people. Mm -hmm. Um, But a bunch of our buddies were like, hey, man, like, you know, I've got a bunch of stuff, too, that like was songwriter pitches that didn't make it. You want to, you know, you want to do this, too? Yeah. So that's kind of where that. Cool. All started. So you just started collecting it over time. It was like collecting this catalog of yeah. people in the community. And you're kind of, you built this sort of database of it, I guess. Yeah. And, 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 uh, and it was just, you kind of just made it available. Well, yeah, it was, less. I mean, for us, it was really, it was insane because it wasn't just, it was people like Keach who's like really good at what he does mm-hmm. so it's not that they're like throwaway stuff it's just circumstantial i don't have a place for this mm-hmm. uh, but it's it might work really great for whatever but you're not necessarily going to go out and try to pitch it to freaking coca-cola for two years or whatever right. it's just like yeah like i don't have time for that next thing Right. And so it's a so bunch it's, of really, really great work from really talented people that right. was just sitting there. But it's a little bit of a different model in terms of that it's not about um it's not about kind of writing to uh like a uh, uh like a custom brief or something right. that comes right. in. It's a little preemptive. <laughs> yeah. So what when we started doing uh film and jingle scoring about three, four years ago, um we would get an email, like so many people do, a brief um, we would hustle, stay up till 2 a.m. making it, and uh, send it in. And we realized that only, uh, you know, 100, to 300 people had done the same thing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and then may it, um, it may or may not have gotten even listened to by the person that needed to be listened to. Are yeah. We, are we good, Keach? Oh, um, the, uh, the screen, uh, the screen went to sleep. I'm going to, I'm going to, um, I'm going to check on that real quick, but, uh, we can write a song. You yeah, sing? you can write a song. Yeah. 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 Okay, I got good. this. <laughs> no, <you're the> <laughs> no, but, um, uh, no, that's, uh, you, how about, uh, I'll check on that real quick, but in the, in, while I'm checking on that, um, maybe you can talk about at what point did it become, um, something that was kind of like this, you know, you kind of, well, we'll just, Maybe we'll do this. We've got these extra songs hanging out. Sure. And then, and then, uh, you know, we're gonna throw them up online and see what we can do with them. Yeah. To yeah. we're gonna be we're gonna we're gonna like um, this is gonna be, be intentional life. about this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure. And while you answer that, yeah, I'm gonna yeah, be stepping here real quick. Do your thing. Uh, really, the big one thing that Travis and I committed to, and I don't even I don't know if we've talked about this or not, Keach, right. but um, we committed when we started working together in like. I think it was like early 2010. We had, and this sounds really counterintuitive, especially for a podcast like this, but we were not going to depend on our talent and creativity alone to pay the bills. Yeah. Um, And the mentality behind that was just that you can be the hottest guy in town one day, getting crazy amounts of budget and getting all this attention. 
And all of a sudden, some new kid moves in with some new tact and some mm-hmm. new rich dad, mm-hmm. and you're just put out of business. Mm-hmm. And so it was just like kind of the risk to reward ratio was just a little too sketchy for us. And so we started going through a series of ideas of, you know, what's something we could do that would, we started a real estate wholesaling company to try to support our studio habit. Mm-hmm. Like that's a real thing. Yeah. We knocked on yeah. doors and tried right. to buy people's houses. And so, so what point was this going on? That was like, this um, was oh, four b- b- or five. That was before you, you're still kind of like, Composing to briefs and things like this. Sure. Yes. It's before you'd really kind of right. started to transition to this other idea. Surely. Totally. Oh, okay. that was yeah, a few years ago for sure. And so, th- so you're thinking like, okay, well, we kind of need to have some some sort of kind of like more or less day job type of thing Something for a minute. Needs to happen, and, well, and yeah. that was the deal. The, the real estate thing was just insane. But um, the the rest of it, you know, are just other ideas of like, what can we do to creatively support what we do and what we love and still be in it. And that's what the real estate thing was kind of harebrained. But with this, it was like, we have friends that have the same thing. We know that there's a stock music licensing space right. out there. It's, yeah. it's being done. Right. Um, but like, it kind of just found us almost like we ended up with a really, really good catalog. Mm-hmm. So I, th- I mean, to me, I don't know where along the lines it was like, let's get serious about this. But like one day Travis called me and was like, Hey man, so I hired some people. I was like, <laughs> what are you talking about? He's like, yeah, there's these two, there's these two crew guys and we're tour guys. So we were out on the road or whatever. He's like, I found these two crew guys and they don't want to be on the road forever either. So they're like going to do like marketing. I don't know what they're going to, we're just going to go for it. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so we had our first staff meeting on that Monday and it was cool. just like, and, and, and so was that like two years ago? Yeah, this was okay. probably, Two and yeah. a half, three yeah. years ago. Okay. Yeah. This was before we even like founded the company. <laughs> okay, yeah, My sure. Air quotes won't show up right. on the podcast, yeah, yeah. but uh, before we were even formed. Um, and so at that point, it was like, okay, let's start figuring this stuff out. And we didn't know what we were doing. But I think it all made sense at the time because Micah and I had been uh, – uh, air quotes committed to each other. Um, <laughs> really, married, by the way. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, totally. But I mean, really, partners in crime yeah. business creatively since 2010. So we were just in it. We were mm-hmm. going to make it work. And I think that's a lot of the entrepreneur in you. Uh, it's going to work. I mean, you're going to make right. it happen or you're going to starve. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or, yeah. Uh, and, and, and this is all that I have, you know, if, and so we really didn't have a backup plan. Um, we just knew that we had to do something. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and so we came up with this idea and it's really evolved into a lot of other things too, from that, like for us, it's, you know, now all of a sudden there's like all these branches Mm -hmm. that have stemmed from that singular idea of like, let's give our, let's license our music to people who need it. Mm-hmm. And now there's like a whole, like now there's philosophies on stimulating an, an artistic economy and trying to support, like, l- let's play the salary over the lottery game instead of trying to get the, the $80,000 land. Let's get $80,000, $1,000 lands, like, or mm-hmm. $800,000, $10 lands or whatever, you know? Um, so that, all these kind of ideals and these philosophies and like, we've learned a lot about what it means to run a culture of a company. Mm-hmm. Um, what it means for us as composers, like we're super, our business model has shifted into this thing where we're not just opening the doors to anybody. Mm-hmm. We're very specific about who is on our roster and, 
it's definitely turned into a lot more of a community culture type mm-hmm, thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it comes with its struggles. It's like we're, we're a bootstrap company. We, sure. We're self-funded. Tra- all of Travis and I's um, studio work, all that cash goes to this company. Mm-hmm. It has for the last five years. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so we still, we still to this day have day jobs. Mm-hmm. And we hope that changes here in the next about six months. And it looks like it's going to, but, you know, don't count your chickens. Yeah, killer. So you guys, you guys are um, composers on the platform as well. Yes, or <laughs> yes, we do when okay. we have time. Yeah. And uh, last week we actually uh, we needed new tracks, so Mike and I knocked out about nine or ten in two days. So <laughs> that was pretty we, cool. We mic'd was, everything and went it's to killer. Town. Yeah. Same thing we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Like wrote and rec- like record and write slash. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah so you have this, like, the writing process kind of bleeds into the recording process all kind of all in one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like, um, you know, I've always kind of felt like that that's always just been sort of how I think. Like, okay. you know, um, I kind of, I ended up sort of getting in. I think we, you and I were actually yeah. talking about this the other day, like at, at coffee when we were hanging out. But um, you know, I ended up getting into the whole recording gig because it was like that. It was like you know, I'm kind of like playing in a band and I'm playing guitar and I'm you know, we're kind of like writing songs. But then I'm like, it, the writing it was like, well, well, how do I make it sound? this way you know it was like that was a part of the extension of like Mm -hmm. the writing to me what the writing didn't sort of like it didn't end with like a lyric and a song structure and a melody it 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 extended to like the way that that a guitar sounded you know Mm -hmm. and yeah it's always been like that the recording studio has always been kind of like this other sort of instrument it's an instrument that encapsulates all the other instruments you know and and yeah and i've always worked with people a, a lot in that capacity. I mean, you know, when I'm making, like, when I sort of became more professional in my career, maybe it was a little bit more compartmentalized than that because I was really kind of, you know, most of my, most of my time I, I'm a I'm, I'm recording engineer. So, you know, pre-production, a lot of stuff's kind of, like, worked out, mm-hmm. you know, in a big way and most of the writing. But, um, but you know, I, I don't know. It's just, it's really even even now when I find myself writing, it, it's, you know, and even... I don't know. To me, it's just about, you know, a certain synth patch is right. going to, a, a like timbre tone, of a synth. Like total inspiration. It, yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. going gonna, gonna to inform yeah, the way that you kind of like write a right. melody. Totally. You know or what I mean? You sit down at like yeah. a piano and you, you play it and then it's like the stuff that happens after you yeah. hit the notes. It's yeah. just like this resonating yeah. thing. Yeah. And you hear it in the mics with the compression. And you're right. like, oh my gosh, that is like really cool. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah. That's a real life. That's literally two days ago on Friday or whatever day it is. Saturday. Whatever. We've been in the studio for four days. I have no, <laughs> no idea what day or time it is, but uh, that literally very thing happened. Like yeah. we mic'd up this old upright that we paid a hundred dollars for mm-hmm. and um, put it through some like, I don't know. I don't even remember now. It was like 19 different things and it just went forever. Mm-hmm. And then Travis sat at the piano for like 12 minutes. And we got like this part one, part two series of the same thing that's going to be awesome that would yeah. not have happened. I'll yeah. say uh, one of Mike's talents is his instrument is the studio. <laughs> cool. Uh, I love that. And, uh, Thanks, man. And yeah. It's <laughs> a lot. So yeah. I mean, he, he, he's a great guitar player, but, but really his instrument mm-hmm. is the studio. Um, unlike me. Yeah, I was what, say, what, what about, what, so what about your vibe? What's, what's your vibe like? 
Uh, what, what's your what's your sort of like your else. what's your yeah use? right <laughs> everything else in the walls is his <laughs> yeah well yeah I'm a uh, I'm not an engineer at all mm-hmm. so we make a good pairing yeah. um, I'm a musician mm-hmm. uh, been playing music since I was seven years old and uh, didn't do the rock band thing at all but went the um, I was playing bluegrass I was playing fiddle when I was seven eight years old mm-hmm. um moved to playing jazz when i was 12 13 so kind of went the more traditional study theory go to mm-hmm. school jazz that kind of thing mm-hmm. but um but uh, you know as we we started working together um it was just like kind of a match made in heaven because we, we started uh he, he was like really good at learning pro tool he was like learning pro tools at the mm-hmm. time like and I was like, and I didn't know how to hit record, <laughs> like, and and I and I I've gotten a little bit better now, but still, like, uh, I've uh, my whole thing is is let people do what they're good at, yeah, um, yeah. and I we we just developed a this series like yeah immense amount of trust with each other mm-hmm. and um and that's that's it for us yeah we were actually talking about like kind of this dynamic of like i play the studio and travis plays everything in it mm-hmm. um we literally would just uh, we had an artist in which we don't rarely do anymore literally the reason we were recording is because one half of the duo did a bunch of marketing and branding work for us last year. Mm-hmm. So like we don't really do any artist records anymore, but mm-hmm. they're really great, really good songs. It was really easy. We did five, we tracked, tracked and finished five songs in two days mm-hmm. because they were prepared. They knew their stuff. Right. They're talented. And <clears throat> Travis was in uh, the tracking room, like putting down, like I had hit, I was like, all right, man, get to know this tune. Cause it was just an acoustic guitar and their vocals. So I roll it. And I literally don't even listen to what he's doing. Cause I know it's just like, He's like feeling it out, learning the song, yeah. whatever. And I had this really short, like three minute conversation with uh, the artist. And he, cause he was like, man, how do you got, like, you guys are just so fast and everything's like happening, but it's like so pretty and everything's great. And that's what I went into is what Travis was just talking about. I was like, you know what, man, I know when I hit play the first time, he's just figuring it out. When he's done, I say, are you ready for pass two? And he goes, yep. And I hit go. And that's when I start paying attention. And usually it's like, all right, sweet, double that. Mm-hmm. And you build a string arrangement like right there. Yeah. And from that moment on, the rest of the time in the studio, that was the first day about halfway through. And the rest of the time he was in there, so many times we heard him say, like, what do you think about that? Like all of a sudden he was like, well, what do you think about that? Mm-hmm. And it stopped the whole artistry, like, oh, I'm not sure, like, about that, no, and, and I'm not really, like, because these are his songs that he's been writing yeah. for six months. I get that he's protective, but, like, when we opened up that whole idea of just, re- like, man, he's really, really good at this. Mm-hmm. Like, give him a second and just see what happens. Mm-hmm. And if it sucks, we're not running the tape. We'll just delete it and do it again. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. no sweat. Right. And we did that a few times. We right. found out that bad ideas usually... Uh, end up being noticed that they're bad ideas, but yeah, you have to expose pl- themselves. You have to, yeah, they expose yeah. themselves. You have to play it out, though. Sure, uh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, I like that idea of like not to cut you off, no. but, but 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 yeah, it, it's man. I'm rolling my eyes at myself because I'm going to reference. I'm going to reference the book, The War of Art, yet again. I mean yes. this this book. I, I talk about it pretty much every episode, and it's just made. I mean, that's yeah. just to say that like how much of a I don't know, an impression it's made on me and just yeah. how applicable it is to 
uh, almost just like I should rename this podcast the War of Art Podcast <laughs> or something. Hey, it's a great book. But but yeah, so so I guess everybody here has probably read yeah. it. But the, but that's the exact kind of like thing that he talks about. It's like you know he talks about in the book Stephen Pressfield um, that uh, you know he'll he 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 allots a certain amount of time every day to write. He's mm-hmm. going to sit down and he's going to write, and this is his time that he's going to sit down and he's going to write. And during that time, he writes. Mm-hmm. Is it good? I don't know. I'm right. writing. I yeah, just we'll write, you know, yeah. and and that it doesn't matter. That does. That's not important right now. And mm-hmm. I think that's such an important like sort of thing for um, for a lot of writers at different or just creative, you know, makers mm-hmm. of 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 um, you know. I guess maybe um, maybe of of maybe all generations, but I think it's particularly relevant to our generation because you know everything is so fast and put out there constantly all the time and it's like the finished product right you know all the time you get on you get on like instagram and it's like the finished thing and it's like Mm -hmm. you know but you're not you're not looking at like the months of of whittling it down and shaping it and all that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. and you become the process yeah and 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 you sort of just you know kind of it kind of we i don't know adapt into this sort of mindset of of you know um kind of almost working against ourselves you know Mm -hmm. because we're because it's like well you know, the way the quickest way to a good idea is just to have a lot of bad ideas. Right. So like, yeah, right. like let's sit down and have as many bad ideas yeah, as possible. Get these out of the way. And let's uh, not even worry about that because like, you know, it could be the difference between it might not be a bad idea. It just it might it might be like, uh, you know, it might be dressed up in a tuxedo when it's supposed to be dressed up in like, yeah. you know, a surf suit or something. Kind of yeah, exactly. I was going to say a Hawaiian shirt. Yeah. Yeah, there <laughs> you go. Yeah. yeah. No, I think it's I think it's especially uh Definitely important to realize as a musician here in Nashville, uh, I I think because I, I started this whole process of thinking and having to battle this process of thinking when I moved to Nashville of asking the question, is it good way too soon mm-hmm. in the process mm-hmm. instead of do I feel this? Am I having fun doing it? Right. Is this yeah. satisfying some urge to uh to write and create you know instead it's so easy to get caught up in thinking like is this a hit or is this yeah. is this catchy does that make sense yeah. or does that yeah. you know blah, blah blah and it's just like sometimes you just need to sing it out or write write or play or make some freaking noise you and know? i'm so guilty of that like literally and travis can probably attest to this every time i go to do something it's usually like this might be a really crappy idea I, like I, I'm always coming mm-hmm. up with a disclaimer before I hit go on something. You know what right. it is, though. You know what's what it, what it re- really is that's behind all of that is uh, is is insecurity. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, you know. Yeah. Like, oh, fear yeah. is the you know? the the hardest obstacle in the studio, yeah. mm-hmm. and really anything that you yes. do, starting Soundstripe. Yeah, yeah. Totally. <laughs> I mean, you you don't know. I mean, the fear that you go into it. Absolutely, and, um, dude, and. This is this might be way too deep, way too fast. No, man, go there on the fear because I'm about to start taking it there anyway. Okay, so. good. Like I'm, gonna, I'm gonna start asking you about your parents and <laughs> oh, all, hey, you know, childhood, childhood traumas stuff. and stuff. Okay, yeah. six. I, uh, so, is anybody familiar with the study that they stuck a bunch of jazz musicians in MRI machines and had them jam? Yeah, I was. I was gonna maybe this. maybe oh. I did. Maybe this this kind of rings a bell. Mind blowing. Uh, look it up. I don't even know how to Google it, but we'll put in the show notes sure. or something. Um, yeah. They stuck these guys in, and like there was, you know, jam session, just go. Yeah. And they just monitored their brains as they did this. Uh huh. And the parts of their brains that illuminated, um, like the creative side, sorry, let me rephrase. The parts of their brains that went dark 
are the like self-judgment sides. Mm. So huh. the parts where mm -hmm. you go, I don't want to look like a fool. So I'm going to make sure like when we're talking, I'm talking to a microphone right now using English. Right. Uh, so that part, your language center is in that side of the brain. So I'm sitting here right now saying, don't say something stupid. Don't say something stupid. Right. Don't say something stupid because I'm recording and all your people are going to hear it. Yeah. I'm going to sound like an idiot. That part shuts off when you're in a creative flow. Huh. Gone. Hmm. Right. Gone, gone, gone. It's the guys who are willing to be like. I'm just in the, I'm here yeah. and I, and me, me and my instrument, like we know each other mm -hmm. and we're going to do this. Been mm -hmm. that part of you that like self judgment, the part where you want to look cool in front of your friends or whatever, literally that part of your brain is dark. It's mm. not even on. Yeah. It, it's, yeah, it's mm. just turned off. And so yeah. in a minute you have to copy what you just did. Right. Um, Say if you did a take and like uh, we do this all the time when I'm in a flow, I'll be playing something and he'll say, that was awesome. Do that again. And I'm like, do what? Do what? Yeah. What, what did I do? Yeah. So um, I have to play it back and then he has to learn his own. Part. So yeah. I yeah, can't yeah. even learn what I did. Yeah. And, yeah. um, but that's it, like your, that's brain. That's like a neurology thing. It's yeah. not like, oh, I'm incapable. Like, no, that part of your brain wasn't on. Yeah. yeah. Right. It doesn't, yeah. doesn't process. It's yeah. incredible. And so I think the more you can let go and tr and I can't I, like I'm preaching to myself too, preaching to the choir here. Like the more that you can just commit to the moment and be like, what's the worst that's gonna happen if I come out with a bad idea? And it's just me and right. you in the studio. Like right. my best friend in the world's gonna be like, dude, that was crappy. This right. is big so deal. so. This is like this is a big theme of of like of my life, um, especially in the last probably two years. And, and just continuing to double down on this area of life. And uh, I even did like a podcast episode about this. But like you had said it before, it's like, you know, fear is the biggest is the biggest thing that kind of like holds you back in the studio and creative process. But really, it's anything. It's the reason that when when people you look at these um, studies that that are done on people that are like, you know, dying and they have these like, what's your regret? You know, and then people are talking about like not really like going after what I really wanted in life, you know? And it's the reason that people will end up getting to the entire end of their life. You know, people will, will end up kind of just falling into the, 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 the choices that are sort of like there path of least resistance, just like, you know, Oh, you know, there's, I, I really believe this. I really believe that most people out there, there's the thing that they really wanted to do, and then the, and then the thing that they just kind of did because somewhere along the line there was this voice in the back of their head that they they just sort of accepted mm -hmm. that was sort of like well that's a little bit far fetched I can't sure. really be that you know and 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 quite frankly you know it's been I don't know I don't know what it is with me but I've been I've you know I've been willing to like step outside of that in my life mm -hmm. constantly mm -hmm. to um. To, to always to always just show up to be able to do what I want to do, even if it like whatever yeah. the cost is, you know, mm -hmm. and, and a lot of times it's it it costs sort of like it, I feel like I'm risking sort of like my reputation or my intelligence, you know, at times. Yeah. And it's mm -hmm. just I, I don't want to miss something. You, you, you said the words show up. Mm -hmm. Like you just show up. Mm -hmm. I, to me, yeah. that's half the winning mm -hmm. is just yeah. show up. Right. Like, yeah. you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Give, give yourself a shot, because if you're not in the room, yeah. it's never happening. What do you? What do you? I want to give you and throw it to you for a second. What do you find? Um, kind of, how does this strike you? I mean, I'm sure that that, that you resonate with kind of what yeah. as a creator, you know, and, and putting your ideas out there, you know, composing a piece, writing lyrics or whatever. I mean, I don't know if you yeah. if you do 
mostly instrumental stuff these days or you find yourself I kind of do a bunch of everything I was even in a band for uh, five years and sang for that band Mm -hmm. uh, and wrote most of the music but uh, but man I I mean you could even ask my wife this like how many times like there's at least like one week out of every month where I'll come home a couple nights of that week and be like man I just I just don't know if I'm good enough and she'll do the sweet thing of being like, oh, babe, but uh, what are you talking about? Because you're an idiot. Like, why, mm-hmm. are, you, why are you even thinking that mm-hmm. way? That's so dumb. Like, mm-hmm. you do cool stuff. And, uh, and then I'm like, you know, then I get a cup of coffee that morning and I'm like, oh, yeah, cool. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what, but, do you, what do you find that usually it is that kind of puts you in that? Is it like later at night after a day of work and you're coming home and you're kind of and you're kind of sort of in this sort of mindset or yeah do you find a pattern to to those kind of uh, i don't i don't know if there's necessarily a pattern i think i think the biggest pattern is not whenever i'm not finding that uh getting lost in the music Mm -hmm. part of my life that Mm -hmm. i need so much Mm -hmm. you know whenever i'm not picking up the guitar and swelling in, putting a ton of reverb on it, and really feeling that one note that I keep playing over and over again. Uh, and if I'm not doing that, or if I'm not making, because uh, I also uh, record and produce bands mm-hmm. um, as well, and and um, and luckily for the most part, I've been really recording stuff that I enjoy. But sometimes, uh, you know, it's you get into a style of music or a thing that you're just not feeling Mm -hmm. and then it just becomes a job or like it's easy to like forget that i could still have fun with this or i Mm -hmm. could still do whatever but really it comes down to like i need to make music and i need to not only make music i don't need to write a formula i just need to make some noise Mm -hmm. really and i need to feel that i need Mm -hmm. to like feel the and then really it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks about that stuff that i write or what i do because that's not what i do it for you Mm -hmm. know it's like and yes it's become a job or it's become a career but Mm. if i was working in a you know in a factory i'd still come home and i'd make music you Mm -hmm. know that because i need to right you know what it sounds like to me there's an awesome the book is a little slow but uh there is a philosopher dude who's like German and I cannot pronounce his name. I can't. It's like 700 letters. Yeah. Uh, Michal Kaczewskiak. He's like the guy who came up with the idea of flow. Okay. I don't know if yeah. this is familiar. Yeah, yeah. But like, what's your, to me, what you're describing is like being attached, being in, being mm-hmm. like feeling that or whatever. Yeah. It sounds like you're defining what flow, like what a state of flow is. and Oh, yeah. It's like, it's just being in the zone essentially is what it is. Mm -hmm. But there's like, actually he's like marked some like parameters of what that means. And it's like, you're, you're getting immediate feedback on what you're doing, whether it's like in the right direction or the wrong direction, which like if you hit a wrong note, you're like, oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So you're getting this immediate feedback that feels good. It's got your entire focus. You're not, you're, you know, it's almost like meditation. Okay, I hope you got something out of that episode with the guys from Soundstripe, whether that was the first time you heard the episode 
or you've happened to listen once before, I hope you picked up a few ideas that you can put to use on your journey as a creative visionary. To catch the full episode as it was, as it was originally posted, go to my website at johnstinson.com TMR047. And remember, there's no Agent John. Uh, and if you are not already, make sure that you get subscribed to The Modern Recordist. Here's how to do that. First, go to my website, johnstinson.com, and put your email address in the sign-up form that you will find right on the front page. I will make sure that you never miss an episode, and as a bonus, I will also periodically send you emails with tips, thoughts, and guidance on recording, mixing, producing, songwriting, and maximizing your creative flow. All this at no cost to you, so head over to my website and get subscribed now, and I also want to encourage you to additionally get subscribed via iTunes. The way to do that is to either fire up your podcasting app right on your iPhone or open up iTunes on your laptop or desktop, search for The Modern Recordist, and then click or tap that little subscribe button there. While on iTunes, make sure you take a quick second to leave a rating and review as well. Good and honest ratings and reviews. Let other people know the value that you're getting out of listening to The Modern Recordist. It also helps us to know that you're getting something out of these episodes and whether or not we're producing meaningful content and bringing on guests that you find interesting and fun to listen to. And finally, if you are indeed getting something out of listening to this podcast, go ahead and share it with a friend or three. Simply drop a link in an email, a text message, or a social media post and let everyone you know how much you're getting out of listening to The Modern Recordist. Okay, that's it for this week. There is more for you next week. And in the meantime, go live your life of an extraordinary artistic visionary and create something impactful.